Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network for another edition of Scouts Eye on Pro Football. We wrap up halfway point of the NFL season, uh, week nine. We wrap up for you. Take a look at it going inside the film room. We're going to go quickly. We've uh, got more details, obviously, on all of these games at LandryFootball.com. You want detailed game-by-game evaluations, that's what you go to LandryFootball.com for. We can't give you quite as much detail in the short time that we have here, but we've got, again, a lot more detail. Team grades, how it graded out, we got it all for you there. Let's quickly go into, as we always do, like to go back on Thursday night, recap that real quickly. Some of the standouts in each of the games that um, as we broke down the tape for you to get your feet wet a little bit and then, again, check out a little bit more of at LandryFootball.com. Philadelphia beating Houston, no surprise there. A couple of things that jumped out at me. I thought that Dallas Goddard really stood out well for the Eagles. Um, I really thought that uh, Damian Pierce is the only real standout for the Texans. It's been pretty much the case most of the year. Uh, I thought the defense of the Eagles was something to be de- de- desired. I didn't think it was a great performance. Um, uh, it was an, an outmatched Tennessee offense. And Brandon Graham and Jamon uh, Hargrave, I thought, played pretty well. But I didn't think overall they played as well as they have this year. Um, New England uh, beats Indianapolis 26-3, obviously getting – Indianapolis, Frank Wright uh, fired, not because of this game. It's the final straw, so to speak. No offensive standouts. I thought Ramondre Stevenson did a pretty nice job, certainly in the red zone for the Patriots. Ellinger completed less than half of his passes, but didn't make big-time throws. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket. I thought defensively, uh, Matt Gidon, Josh Ushi came away with three uh, sacks apiece and a number of pressures. Um, they had a quarterback hit on uh, 21 pass rush snaps. Very, very impressive. It made an uncomfortable day for Sam Ellinger, which we thought it would. They did a good job in confusing Ellinger in coverage, causing him to hold on to the ball a little too long. There's a difference there. Detroit, Green Bay, the problems with Green Bay continue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions in the game. Two of them were in the Detroit end zone, and the third was caught just outside, and he tried to make something happen without receivers he trusts. He's trying to force things, and he's going to try to be hero, play hero ball. They've got to run the football. They've got to play good defense. It was 15-9. to Aaron, if he just plays smarter football, they've got a chance to kick field goals. they got a chance to come out there with a win. But, you know, controlling Aaron Rodgers, they've kind of let that, that – that's done. That, uh, that, that, that carts the – you know, the, that uh, horse is out of the barn. I mixed up my analogies there. Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he wants, and he's got too much control there, and that's kind of where they are. Um, I thought Kirby Joseph played great for the Lions defensively, and, um, and a big reason why they won the game. Great job, no question about it. He's hit two interceptions – and had the critical pass breakup that saved the touchdown um, late. So that was really, really big. The Chargers won a close one against Atlanta. The Falcons came into the game with a clear advantage over the Chargers' run defense, and they pressed that to the advantage. They ran on 55% of their offensive snaps. They averaged 6.7 yards per play. That was over half yards higher than the um, Los Angeles' uh, worst 5.6 yards allowed. 
Uh, Cordell Patterson led the way, played very well. But they had uh, four different players that carried the ball at least five times, Patterson, Algier, Huntley, and Mariota. So, and their 34% conversion rate was the highest of the season. So really, really good job there. Pass rush is not good enough for the Falcons. Had a pressure on just five of Herbert's 45 dropbacks. Um, the quick game's a part of it, no doubt, but they're just they're not talented enough. Defense, Grady Jarrett continues to play very well, but they're gonna they gotta find some young pieces around them. Roster-wise, they're getting a lot out of this team. I just think they're really limited. I'm not impressed with the Chargers. I think it's important that they obviously just bank some wins, see if they can get healthy, but they're gonna have to defend the run better if they're gonna really challenge um anything down the stretch. But the record, still in play. The Jets beating the Bills was very impressive. Even without Brees Hall, the Jets' ground game punched the Bills in the mouth. Michael Carter had his best game of the year. Um, Josh Allen had his worst game of the year. You know he's been injured. He tried to attack downfield. Uh, he struggled under pressure. He's one for five for 15 yards, took five sacks on 12 dropbacks. The Jets' defensive line came to play. Uh, John Franklin Myers was the headliner. He had five total pressures on 26 pass rushing snaps. They had five sacks from five different players. Really good defensive performance. Look, what's the ceiling for this team? I think they're limited in terms of the passing game. As long as they can run the football and play defense, they've got a chance to stay in this playoff race all year long. Another team that is definitely in the playoff race, and even though their their tape doesn't look all that impressive, Minnesota gets it done against Washington. Justin Jefferson had a big day. Um, he ran, they, they they found him. He ran the football well. Um, uh, he also didn't do a really good job the, 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 in some contested catches, two in the red zone that could have made a difference in this game to make it a little bit more. Um, separating a little bit more. They're not playing, doing all the little things as well as they need to, but they're doing it well enough just to win games. Jonathan Allen was a problem for this Vikings offensive line. They, uh, Washington did a good job working as a unit up front and uh, a lot of one-on-one plays uh, advantages here. Allen had a 19.4 pass rush rate win overall. Very good performance. He continues to play well. For the commander. Cincinnati uh, takes care of Cincinnati. It was Joe Mixon's day. He controlled the game. They're going to have to run the football. We've talked a couple of weeks ago that the Bengals weren't running the football very well. It's Carolina, not very good, but they ran the football better. They're going to need that going forward. The Bengals secondary came to play, even without uh, Chidobi Awuzie. Not a single player in the secondary allowed more than 31 yards per coverage. Um, Jesse Bates, you know, is playing well. Understand, though, good step. Going to need much more of that against much better offenses than the Carolina Panthers are able to put forth. Jacksonville beats the Raiders. Devontae Adams bounced back with a really good performance against the Raiders. The nine-year veteran had six first-down receptions, um, four plays of 15 yards or more, two touchdowns, 146 total yards. But really struggling. I thought the key, Devon uh, Hamilton had a couple of big stops. Um, you know, the run game was really good. Um, uh, the run defense was really good. Jacksonville, nice win, 
ugly loss with the Raiders. Put them amongst the most disappointing teams. You got a lot of problems there with guys responding. It doesn't seem like they're together. It meaning they don't do the little things well. They seem to be in the wrong place defensively. They've got some key misses on the roster. There's no question they've re- released another first round draft pick. So they're still dealing with the sins of the past administration's faulty drafting. But they're also not doing a very good job. Josh is not getting through this team. They don't play with a lot of discipline on the field. They make too many mistakes. They give up big plays. They don't finish games. They don't finish drives. They're just a very unkept team. And and that's it's cost them in many close games this year. You can flip this record and you look at this team and say they've got problems. You get a number of teams and they got problems. With the Raiders, the problems or costing them games, whereas some other teams are finding ways to win it. I tell you what was a fun game to watch was the Dolphins and the Bears, and Tua was outstanding and three scores and 300-plus yards and five big-time throws. Zero turnover-worthy plays in the process. Um, it's a it's a uh, it's a it's another good performance. Christian Wilkins was very impressive uh, against the run with a couple of stops. But I got to tell you, the Bears did a really nice job offensively. Um, starting to see Justin Fields making plays, um, maybe being a little bit more confident, letting him create a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see how this Bears team finished the rest of the year. It's going to be a lot of fun. But the Dolphins, you'll wonder, though, are they going to be good enough, consistent enough defensively to compete at the highest level? Um they're going to be in this division race, particularly with Josh Allen not being injured. This race in the East is not going to be as a cinch of a uh, of a win for Buffalo the rest of the way. But I'm curious to see how far Miami will take it. Seattle, so impressed with what they're doing. They're running the football. They're playing pretty good defense. Kenneth Walker uh, is maybe the rookie of the year. I mean, he ran for 129 yards, two touchdowns, 29 touches. Forced five missed tackles along the way. He's been phenomenal. Shelby Harris dominated the Chargers interior offensive line. He's played well up front. He produced a sack, five pressures on 24 rush snaps. That's what stood out to me in this game. Again, get more details of who did what over at LandryFootball.com with both of these teams. The Cardinals uh, still struggling, trying to find enough answers. They get some good play at times on defense for stretches. They just don't have offensively, they, they're directionless, and they're a problem. I worry about the future of this organization with as much money tied to a quarterback that I don't think is the answer and a head coach that I don't think is the answer. Tampa gets by the Rams uh, in a comeback game. It was a game that, um, you know, Brady passes another milestone, but uh, – it was a lot of passes in this game. I don't think that they or Stan is committed enough to the run game. It was a big win for Tampa because it keeps them in the division race, in which a race that no one's really out of, but they were playing their way out of it. But they've got to figure out how to get the running game going. Um, yes, Brady can still make plays. Uh, I think they can fix enough things they're still the team that should win this division at the very least. The key is, can they fix the running game? 
can they fix some problems on defense to be a, somebody that can challenge in the playoffs? I don't know that they can, but right now, take baby steps. Um, the Rams, it was an ugly loss to blow the game that they clearly looked like they had. I thought Troy Hill was outstanding. I thought the defense played well. They couldn't finish enough on offense, and defensively, it just couldn't hold up at the very end. That's that's a very difficult loss. As you look at the NFC West, um, you know, they're falling, you know, completely out of it, two games beyond Seattle. And I just don't like this Rams team as it relates to looking at at San Francisco. I That game probably puts them on the outside looking in come playoff time. Look, we've passed the halfway point. We've got a lot of football left. But now you, if you've dug yourself a hole, you're going to have to go on a run here in the next two quarters. That is probably something you're capable of doing it. We call it banking victories. And then you've got a chance to work your team and get your team playing well down the stretch. But if you don't bank enough victories, you're going to force yourself to have to go on a run that you're probably not capable of doing. The Chiefs got by Tennessee. Look, this is a matchup that's been tough for Kansas City. It was tough again, but they made just enough plays. They had two, um, these two offenses, different styles. Kansas City threw over 85% of their plays, while Tennessee dropped back on 40%. The Titans' defense didn't throw a ton of blitzes at Mahomes. They did a good job covering one-on-one. They limited what he did downfield, tight coverage in small windows. They did um, – they showed a good deal of patience, and they were able to win it. I thought Mahomes was efficient from a clean pocket. I thought um, he didn't have a ton of big-time explosive plays that they normally have. Um, I, I thought that with Tennessee leaning with the ground game as, ex- as expected, I thought the defensive line only had so many opportunities to rush the quarterback. But when Malik Willis did drop back, the Chiefs won there, no question. They got pressure on – 48% of the pass rush opportunities, I think it was. And Chris Jones is, uh, look, he's he's outstanding, and he had four pressures. Impressive performance. Look, this Chiefs, I still think, is the team to beat at this point. And I think this game sent a message of, look, this is not the style of game that we want to play, but we're able to step up and make plays. I think it's about as good as Tennessee is at limiting some big plays on defense and running the football on offense. Without enough of a passing game, they're going to have a hard time, you know, doing anything more than just winning their division and maybe maybe winning one playoff game. Baltimore beats the Saints on Monday night. Lamar Jackson didn't have his best game. I mean, he didn't throw it all that well, quite frankly, but he did uh, avoid turnovers, and he had – lots of success running the football, lots of big plays there. He rushed for seven first downs, and he forced five missed tackles in the game. Uh, Roquan Smith was really impressive in his first action with the team, two total stops, had a pressure, really good job there. Justin Houston did a great job converting his pressures into sacks. Uh, the, the Saints team just makes too many mistakes. They gave up too many plays defensively. They don't really have any answers on offense. Uh, they're going nowhere fast. There's, there's no question about it. Um, a team that's looking directionless at this point. Hey, a reminder, you can get more detailed film room breakdowns of all of these games, previews, 
breakdowns after the game is played over at LandryFootball.com. Uh, the, the latest, if, if you want to get a, a, a ranking of, uh, of how things uh, are, are stacking up at midway point of the year, evaluating players, teams, coaches, teams, we got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of the football season sale today. Also a reminder, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Uh, that will give you uh, access to all of our football shows, the college shows, the NFL shows. We'll be breaking it down for you the rest of the week on LandryFootball.com. So join us next time on the Landry Football Podcast Network where we preview all the games for you, get you ready for week 10 in action in the NFL. So long, everybody. Have a great one.